Today's show is sponsored by Talkspace, the online therapy company. For a fraction of the price of traditional therapy, you can pick an experienced, licensed therapist you relate to and feel comfortable with. Each and every therapist has at least a master's degree and has completed over 3,000 hours of supervised work. To match with your perfect therapist, go to Talkspace.com forward slash boom. And to show your support for this podcast, use code boom to get $30 off your first month. That's boom. Talkspace.com slash boom. B-O-O-M. You are Locked On Jaguars, your daily Jacksonville Jaguars podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. All right. Welcome back to the Locked On Jaguars podcast. This is your host, Zach Goodall. Be sure to check us out on iTunes at Locked On Jaguars. Subscribe, rate, and review. And the Locked On Sports Network is proud to now be a partner with PFF. And given that, every single Locked On Sports podcast has access to free memberships to PFF Edge. And we are giving one away every week to our listeners. As long as they leave reviews with either their Twitter handle or their email address uh, in the review, you qualify to be randomly selected in a drawing for a free year-long subscription to PFF Edge. So if you're really into the analytical part of football and into in-depth stats and grades, definitely be sure to leave us a review. Put your email or your Twitter handle in there, whatever one works best for you, and you'll be entered in our drawing. Uh, So we'll go ahead and get right into it. We're going to discuss the Jaguars and Titans injury report as they kick off tomorrow morning at Everbank Field, the Jaguars' home opener. We'll start right with the Jaguars. Quarterback Blake Bortles has been a full participant in practice the entire week. Last week before the Texans game, he had a right wrist injury, but he seems to be full go. Hasn't held him back at all. He's been practicing the entire week. Uh, Cornerback A.J. Bouye uh, missed the first two days of practice this week, Wednesday and Thursday, with an illness, but he returned today. He was in full practice, and he will be out there on Sunday. Looks like T.J. Eldon will be the same. He was dealing with a hamstring injury that held him out of last week, but he practiced in full capacity all week. He will be out there, and I'm assuming he'll get a lot of the third down plays as a pass protector, maybe catch some passes or have a carry every now and then, but won't be getting the actual rushing workload that Leonard Fournette or Chris Ivory received last week. Brandon Linder has been limited the entire week with a knee injury. I'd be concerned if he had missed any practices, but since he's only been limited, I have a feeling he'll be good to go. Avery Jones did not practice on Wednesday. No, my mistake. He actually did practice Wednesday and must have suffered an injury in practice because he was limited on Thursday, returned to full practice on Friday. He will be good to go. Uh, Cornerback Jalen Ramsey, this is the big one on the list. He has an ankle injury from last week. I believe it was on a play where he collided with Barry Church when almost grabbing an interception and hurt his ankle. He played the rest of the game, so I don't think this was really anything bothersome. But he didn't practice all week. I'm sure they were just trying to keep him, you know, not getting hurt out at practice, try and keep him fresh. He's listed as questionable for the week, but... I think if Jalen has anything to say in the matter, he'll be out there playing. I don't think he's going to miss another AFC South game, especially when there's so much on the line with this game, the team potentially starting out 2-0. and It's a big game, like we said in yesterday's pod, that this is probably the most meaningful Jaguars game in recent memory, probably going back at least six years. I think he'll be out there. That's just his his state of mind. He always wants to play no matter what, whether he's hurt or not. And considering he was able to finish the game last week, 
I have a feeling he'll be out there. Then Calvin Pryor, the newly signed free safety, has an ankle injury. He was limited earlier in the week, didn't practice yesterday, and is out for the game. Then we'll go ahead over to the Titans. Wesley Woodyard, their inside linebacker, had an illness where he missed Wednesday's practice, but has practiced ever since. He'll be good to go. LaShawn Sims had a groin injury, their cornerback opposite of Logan Ryan. He's been practicing all week, though. He is good to go. Jarrell Casey didn't practice with a back injury on Wednesday or Thursday. He practiced in full today, but there's no ruling yet on whether he will play or not that I've seen. A back injury obviously never being something good. Uh, I have a feeling he'll play since he had a full practice today, but there's no ruling yet that I've seen. Backup cornerback Ty Smith had a hand injury. He's been out all week and will continue to be out throughout uh, Sunday. And everyone's favorite corn, uh, safety, Jonathan Cyprian, suffered a hamstring injury against the Raiders last week. He is out. He didn't practice all week. And that, as we all know, with Jonathan Cyprian, is probably what's best for the team that he's not out there on the field. So then we're going to take it to what I did on the first episode of the Locked On Jaguars podcast. And I'm going to be answering some questions from Twitter. I've got several of them screenshotted to go through that I asked Twitter throughout the day. If they had anything, just send them my, my way. From Randall Robinson, who's pumped to see the Jags defensive line versus Titans offensive line? A marquee matchup for Sunday's game. I think, like he said, that is probably the biggest matchup of the entire game. Because last week, last year for that matter, uh, Tennessee had been ranked as one of the best offensive lines in football as seen by their running game and as much time as Marcus Mariota had to operate in that pocket. It was probably a top offensive line unit in the entire NFL, headlined by Taylor Lewin, the left tackle, and rookie right tackle, now second year, Jack Conklin, who looked really good as a rookie. So it'll be fun to see Yannick Ngakwe and Clyde Campbell going up against those big guys outside, as well as how the interior Malik Jackson and Avery Jones can do, as well as rotating pass rushers Dante Fowler Jr. and Juwane Smoot. It'll be really fun to see. This is probably going to be one of their biggest tests of the year as a unit for that defensive line. So let's see if they are up to the challenge. And then our next question comes from Keanu, Magic Keanu K. If the Jags win, are they a serious threat? I'd say yes at this point. And I never thought I'd say that this season, considering how the preseason went, and we all know how that went in the offseason, how there was a lot of frustration with how the team handled this offseason. But last week, I mean, if they can prove that that wasn't a fluke, they win against a much better Titans team than the Texans, and they're suddenly 2-0, clearly ahead of everyone in this AFC South. Who's to say that they aren't a serious threat at that point? Because right now they've got the number one ranked defense in the NFL after their 10 sacks and only allowing, I think, 200-some yards in total last week, 205 yards. Something around there, but if they can come back, bounce, uh, continue with that momentum, and really shock the world for that matter, start out 2-0, and I'd consider them a serious threat at that point, especially in a weak AFC South. Take advantage of it. Go win that division. You can do it if you can win these two games, especially. Bobby Dunlap asked if Ramsey's going to play. Like I said, if Ramsey has anything to do with it, he's going to play. I'm confident in that. Uh, he was able to play last week after injuring his ankle seemingly on that near interception and played for the rest of the game, I think he will be out there. Uh, Anthony Licciardi, A-Lick underscore scout, asked, is there a QB in the draft 
Maroon would like the most? Um, I've got to think about that. I still think that quarterback is going to be the biggest position of need, even if this team is a playoff team for that matter, because we still haven't really seen an effective Bortles. Last week, he still only completed about 50% of his passes, threw a lot of inaccurate passes, but it was good he didn't throw any interceptions. I've been looking around, seeing more of a Coughlin type of quarterback, and I could see it just, it'll be someone that's a good pocket passer and can accurately complete short throws, because that's what this offense wants to do. They want to have a real ground and pound attack, smash mouth football, running the ball as much as they can, and then either running play action where they roll out and make short, accurate throws, the occasional deep ball, but you're not going to see that that much. Anything in that 5 to 20 yard range, if a quarterback can accurately hit those type of throws on all parts of the field, the middle, outside, corners, that's the type of quarterback they'll want. And I think guys that fit that right now are probably Mason Rudolph out of Oklahoma State, Lamar Jackson, who brings extra mobility, but he can really accurately hit the middle of the field, and probably Josh Rosen, maybe Baker Mayfield. There's going to be a lot of film to catch up on this year. Uh once the college football season starts to really pick up and we get a lot more access to quarterback film. But for now, I can't really make any callings. I've got, I personally really like Rudolph and Jackson, but like I said, there's going to be so much to watch this year. We're just going to have to see how it all turns out with these quarterbacks. There might also be some uh, prospects that blow up later in the year that aren't on our radar right now out of maybe smaller schools or they're younger. This is their first year of eligibility, something like that. Then Stevie, Irish Jaguar, one of my Twitter buddies, all he asked was, is it real? Stevie, this is as real as it's going to get. I'm telling you right now. Let's get it. Let's lock down the bank on Sunday, tomorrow, Jaguars versus Titans. Jaguars are winning 24-13. to 13. That's my prediction. So like I said, be sure to go and subscribe on iTunes. Leave those reviews. Everyone, it's once a week I'll be handing out a free subscription to PFF Edge. It's a $40 value. You get it for free. Just be sure to leave those reviews, whether they're one star or something I need to pick up on. That's great. Let me know. I prefer the five stars. I like to think I'm doing well, but there's always room for improvement. Just let me know what I can do, make this podcast better. You're going to help us you know, expand our audience by leaving subscriptions and reviews. And be sure to leave your Twitter handle or your email address in that review, and I will do my drawing Sunday night, and whoever wins, I will be sure to send the PFF Edge promo code your way. So until next week, I have a feeling I'll either do a recording after the game tomorrow night or early Monday morning. It'll just depend on how, you know, if I've got any voice after the game tomorrow. If they're winning, I probably won't have a voice. I'll try and tough it out and record anyway. But until next time, go Jaguars. Is democracy in danger or decline? Condoleezza Rice, William Galston, and Carlos Gutierrez and others take on this question in the fall edition of The Catalyst, a journal of ideas from the Bush Institute. Surveys show Americans place less trust in institutions like the media and business. Others contend America has faced far more challenging periods and emerged strong. Leading policymakers, Bush Institute experts, and respected journalists take on this debate. Read about it at bushcenter.org catalyst.